FYI, Bob Minjaz is going to be baptized today at 2 o'clock this afternoon right here in this building. It's uh, with That box back there, that little wooden ark, is a baptistry. And so if you have time and you have the desire, come back here at 2 and witness Bob's baptism. Bob was baptized as an infant, you know, sprinkled and um, raised in Catholicism. But in studying the Bible, has come to realize that biblical baptism is an immersion in water. Somebody old enough to understand what they're doing, have their own faith, make their own confession, their declaration of faith. And so he desires to be baptized. We affirm him in that. It's a great decision. Now, somebody did something nice for me this past week, and the, I said, thank you, and they said, well, it is Pastor Appreciation Month. Did you know that? The month? No, I know you did it. The, um, <laughs> just kidding. I, I'm not even the pastor, so it doesn't matter, but the, the month of October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Now, we understand the elders are the pastors in the church, and we have four elders here in this church, so we just want to give them a little appreciation today. If you're an elder, an elder's wife, and you're in this service, would you please stand so that we can appreciate you and remain standing? Right over there. And then if you have ever been an elder in this church, Vero Christian Church, I know we have many who have been elders in the past, or any other church, would you please stand, and if your spouse is here, stand with you as well. And we want to show you some appreciation. All right. All right, thank you very much. We appreciate you. And by the way, the elders are going to be down here at the end of the service for prayer. Offer prayer. Anyone who wants to have prayer today, have the elders lay hands on you. The Bible says to do that. In James 5, it says, anyone who's sick, call for the elders. Have them lay their hands on you and pray. That's one of the responsibilities of elders, not just when folks are sick, but always to be praying for the flock and the shepherd, be the shepherd of the sheep. Now, we've been in a sermon series on prayer. Some of you know, and this is five messages in the series, and this is the third one. And we started off talking about why everyone needs to have a vibrant prayer life. And then this past Sunday, we were getting a little bit more detailed about how to do that. And we looked at the focus of prayer, which is on God, and the frequency of prayer, how, and how we want to have a set time or times for prayer every day. And then we looked at the form of prayer, which is the Lord, we call that the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. And so I want to do a deeper dive in the message today into the, what we call the Lord's Prayer, how we can use that to enhance our prayer lives. Three ways to pray the Lord's Prayer. Number one, we can pray the Lord's Prayer classic. I'm going to call it that. Just pray the Lord's Prayer as it is recorded in Matthew, as he told it to his disciples. Uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's a 20-second, 30-second prayer. Now, I can think of a, a couple of circumstances in which we might be praying this prayer. Number one, this Lord's Prayer classic, as is, 30-second prayer. Number one is if we're newbies. Maybe I'm a, I'm a new Christian. I, nobody's taught me how to pray. I don't have much experience with prayer. I'm not comfortable with prayer. Not sure how to do that. This is the starting place. You cannot do any better than starting right here. Just pray this prayer. Read it through aloud every day. After a couple of weeks, you will have it memorized. And then, and then it becomes portable and you can take that anywhere. But that is a well-balanced prayer. It is a God-focused prayer. It is a Christ-authorized prayer. If we just pray that, we've done some significant praying right there. Uh, it reminds me of what James Clear says about 
physical exercise in his book, Atomic Habits. The bad workouts are often the most important ones. It's easy to train when you feel good, but it's crucial to show up when you don't feel like it. Even if you do less than you hope, going to the gym for five minutes might not transform your body, but it does reaffirm your identity. No zero days. And the same is true for prayer. No zero days. So if I'm a newbie, I pray this. The other circumstance, I think, in which we might pray Lord's Prayer Classic is if our schedule gets compressed, if it kind of gets crushed, you have one of those days where it's wall to wall for whatever reason. Maybe you had to work the extra shift at night. Don't have a whole lot of time. You're exhausted. Maybe you stayed up all night with a crying baby. Or Scott Blount, our associate minister, told me last week he was up six times with his little dog, Taco. And his, you know, he was exhausted the rest of the day. Sometimes that happens. Unexpected company, on vacation, you're off your routine and schedule. Get some praying done. No zero day. So that's how I can see us praying. Even Christians who are a little more seasoned praying the Lord's Prayer. All right, Lord's Prayer classic. Here's another way to pray the Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer Advanced. I'm going to just call this Lord's Prayer Advanced. That's when we're looking at the five clauses in the Lord's Prayer as spheres in which to pray, or different areas about which to pray, so we can then build our prayer out. We can build that out, deepen it, and, and expand it in its breadth. And I'll give you an example. I'll just show you how this might look. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the word hallowed means holy. So this is a great time to praise God. We pause right here after we say that, and we praise God for His holiness. Maybe we sing Him a song, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. Tell Him how much we love Him and give Him some love. Okay, time for praise. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a time to pause and make intercession for other people. The kingdom of God is the church. Picture in your mind the word kingdom, an equal sign, and then the word church. The kingdom of God is the church. So when we're praying that God's kingdom come and His will be done, we're praying for the church. We're interceding for others. And we're in the church. So I can start with myself. Then you pray for your family, and then you pray for other people in the church. We should be praying for the leaders in our church, for instance, the elders that I just had stand up and various folks. So that's a time of intercession. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, that's a time for requests and our needs. We pray for what we need. Physical needs, psychological, material needs, and our spiritual needs. Forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. That would be a time of confession. And since we're praying this every day, we only have to think back over the last 24 hours to confess the sins that we've committed this part might take a while, but we confess, ask God's forgiveness. And of course, we're also forgiving anyone else, anyone else who might have been mean to us or spoken harshly to us, what some people might call an enemy. We're forgiving all other people in our lives because we're asking God to forgive us the way we forgive other people. And then the fifth area, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I call this praying for protection. God help us to resist temptation. Most people have what's called a besetting sin. We have a temptation to which we are particularly vulnerable, maybe more than one. And we need God's help to help us resist that temptation. Okay, so this is the Lord's Prayer Advance, where each one of these clauses becomes an area 
in which to pray. And we can camp out in those areas and spend as much time there as we have time to spend or things that God may bring to our minds. Now, the third way to pray the Lord's Prayer, I'm going to call this Lord's Prayer professional, just to give it a cutesy name and differentiate it from the other two ways. And the difference here, the big difference here is what I call the secret sauce of prayer. We really want to take our prayer lives to the next level. Pray Scripture. Incorporate verses of Scripture into our prayers to God. When we do that, and I think the first time I even thought about this was when I read that book, The Hour That Changes the World by Dick Eastman. I mentioned that book last week. Somebody told me that they bought that book, they devoured it, bought it for somebody else. It is a great resource. But one of the 12 areas in which to pray that Dick Eastman recommends is praying Scripture, praying Scripture to God. Those are like pre-approved prayers. When we're praying Scripture back to God, when we do that, we know we're automatically doing what the Bible calls praying in the Spirit because the Holy Spirit inspired those Scripture verses. We know that we are automatically praying according to Jesus' will. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. We know when we pray Scripture back to God, we are following the example of Christ because Jesus prayed Scripture to God. This is a powerful way to pray is to take the verses of Scripture, pray them to the Lord, making them affirmations about ourselves. And then the Holy Spirit can use that, both the prayer and the Scripture, to transform us. I personally believe it is the most powerful way to pray. I've, so I've reserved about the last half of my sermon here to, to show you what this might sound like and what this might look like. If you have not done this before, what you're doing is you're taking the, the Lord's Prayer advance, I've called it, each one of those five areas and incorporating at least one scripture into our praise to God, into our intercession for others, into our confession, into our request for our needs, and into the area of protection. At least one verse of scripture we're praying to God for each one of those areas. That's the way I started. I started with one verse of scripture in each one. Now, I've been doing this for years. So I have 87 scriptures that are now incorporated into my morning prayer time. Now, some of you know, I'm not in a stationary position when I pray. I'll just give you a window into my prayer life. What else am I going to talk about? I pray. I don't sit somewhere and pray. I mean, I'm a, I have a sedentary job, so I've, I need to get out and move. So I'm walking when I'm praying, out the door by 6 a.m., walking across the street to South County Park. It's dark. It's quiet. It's secluded. That's my prayer closet. So I'm not, I, I, I've, so through repetition, I have incorporated these scriptures into my prayer life. But like I said last week, if you ever want the manuscript and all the scriptures that I'm going to cite are in that manuscript, maybe as a springboard or a place to start. But this is kind of how it sounds when I do it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You are holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. I love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I love my neighbor as myself. I love my wife as my own body. I love my enemy and pray for those who persecute me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, the kingdom of God is within me. So I ask God that your kingdom come and your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. A body you have given me and I have come to do your will, O God. 
I present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you, my reasonable service of worship. I am not conformed to this world, but I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. I take up my cross and deny myself daily, and I follow you. I ask you to give me both the desire and the ability to follow you as I work out my salvation in fear and trembling. Jesus I sanctify you as the Lord of my heart. That is, King of my life, I crown you now. And then I would pray for my wife and then my kids and and their spouses and the grandkids. I have 30 biological family members that I would mention. I have 77 church members that I mention at this point in my prayer time. Leaders in the church, some of you are on that prayer list. And it includes others who are not yet in the church, but they are my one or my ones that I'm praying that they will be converted to Christ. So your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It's where we pray for our needs. I thank you, God, that I have daily bread. I have food and clothing, and I am content. But I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So I ask that you would feed me spiritually with the bread of life. And quench my thirst with living water. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. May your Holy Spirit be within me, a well of water springing up to eternal life. May times of refreshing come from your Spirit into my life. My Father in heaven, out of your glorious riches, I ask you to strengthen me with power through your Spirit in my inner man, that I may know you, Christ, and grow up in all the fullness of Christ, that I might experience the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth of the love of Christ. For I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ, you live in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and delivered yourself for me. Connect me to the vine. Produce in me the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I am loving. I am joyful. I'm at peace. I'm patient. I'm kind. I am good, I am gentle, I am faithful, and I am self-controlled. God, please make that true of me. For you have loved me and rejoiced over me. You are at peace with me. You are patient with me, kind to me, good to me. And you are faithful to me. And you are full of self-control. Holy Spirit, I will not quench you and I will not grieve you, but I follow you today. So give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So I pray, God, that you would not lead me into temptation today, but you would deliver me from the evil one. My temptations come from the flesh, the world, the devil. I'm not struggling against other people, but I'm struggling against demons in these temptations. Therefore, I must stand in your strength and in your mighty power. So I will put on the full armor of God, so that having done everything, I will be able to stand. I put on the helmet of salvation. I'm saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest I should boast. For I'm your workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work that you prepared in advance for me to do. Father, I thank you for my salvation. Thank you for planning it. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son in love for me. For you so loved the world that you gave your one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I do believe in him. I will not perish. I do have everlasting life. 
Jesus, thank you for coming in love and obedience to the Father and in love for me. For you did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but you emptied yourself in humility. You took the form of a human being, a slave, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Jesus, thank you for taking the wrath of God in my place so that I could be forgiven and adopted into your family. Thank you for rising from the grave and conquering death and nailing the record of my sin to the cross so that I could have that forgiveness and resurrection life in the here and now. I want to know you, Christ. I want to know the power of your resurrection and live in that power today. I want to share in the fellowship of your sufferings. I want to become like you in your death. That is your death to sin. So I reckon myself to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And so somehow to attain to the resurrection of the dead. Thank you, Jesus, for teaching me, for discipling me, for setting me an example, and for showing me the way. I want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for indwelling me at my baptism, for sanctifying me, that is setting me apart to the Holy Spirit, for a holy purpose, for sealing me as belonging to God, for continuing to sanctify me and transform me into the image of Christ. For we all with unveiled faces are beholding the Lord's glory and are being transformed into His image from glory to glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I will not grieve you today. I will not quench you today, Holy Spirit. I continue to follow you. I take the breastplate of righteousness. I want to be found in you, Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. For God, you made Christ who knew no sin to become an offering for sin, that in him I might become the righteousness of God. Now, I've not yet attained that in my condition, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me righteousness, the obedience of faith and love. I put on the belt of truth. Sanctify me in the truth. Your word is truth. The truth will set me free. And Christ, you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by you. If the Son sets me free, then I am free indeed. And I am free. I'm free of my hurts, habits, hang-ups, compulsions, and addictions. And I will not use my freedom to indulge the sinful flesh. I will use that freedom to obey and serve you, God, and to obey and serve other people. I will live no lies today. I will tell no lies. I will live the truth. I will walk in the truth, and I will not be a hypocrite. I put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. I have peace with God in this grace in which I stand. There is no condemnation for me in Christ Jesus. And I take the shield of faith with which to extinguish all the fiery attacks of the evil one. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who earnestly seek him. God, I believe you exist. I believe you will reward me for earnestly seeking you, and I am earnestly seeking you right now. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I believe. Help my unbelief. I have the faith of a mustard seed, and you and I, God, will move the mountain today.
I have the faith of Abel. I will offer a better sacrifice today than I did yesterday. I have the faith of Enoch. I will walk with God in perfect fellowship. I have the faith of Noah. I believe what you have written, and I will build my ark upon it, my life, my ministry, my family, my future, the rest of this day. I have the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will follow you not knowing where I'm going, and I will sacrifice the son. I will give up those things I cannot afford to lose if what I believe is not true. I have the faith of Joseph. I will turn away from Potiphar's wife. How can I sin against you, God? who has withheld no good thing from me. I will pass the test and live the dream. I have the faith of Moses. I will turn away from the short-term pleasures of sin in order to be numbered among God's people and to suffer for his name. I have the faith of David. I will not be defined by my sin. Rather, I will be the sweet psalmist of Israel and I will journal those psalms every day. I have the faith of Daniel to pray three times a day. I have the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I will not bow down to any form of idolatry. I would rather burn, and I will step into the fire, for you are with me in the fire. I have the faith of Paul and Barnabas and Silas to preach the gospel without shame or fear, for the gospel is the power of you, God, for salvation for everyone who believes. I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, all Scripture is written by inspiration of God. It's profitable for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Teach me, train me, rebuke me, correct me, that I might be complete, ready for the good work that you have given me today. Your Word is a double-edged sword. May that sword cut out the cancer of sin from my life and then become the sweet healing medicine, the balm of Gilead, to heal the broken and the wounded places within me. I'm anxious for nothing. I'm not worried about anything because in everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, I let my request be made known to you. And the peace that passes understanding guards my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. For you are near. You are near. The Lord is my shepherd. I want for nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You anoint my head with oil, the oil of the Holy Spirit, and my cup overflows. You spread a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely your goodness, your mercy, and your love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now that's about 87 scriptures. Like I said, they're in the manuscript if you want to peruse those and maybe start dialing some of them into your own prayer life, but I'll tell you, it is, in my opinion, a transformational experience to pray Scripture to God. Let's close today by saying together Lord's Prayer Classic, just the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. For yours is, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen.